22 of March Mayhem at Buffalo Wings and Rings. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. I'm Jake Bachman. He, he is Enrique Alvarez Clary. And it's also St. Patrick's Day. So uh, congrats to everybody out there. You've made it to another St. Patrick's Day. You deserve green beer. That means you got to get down here green to beer. Buffalo Wings and Rings because there's only a certain amount. And, and this city will dry up of green beer. So uh, <laughs> Bud Light and Bush Light available in the, in the green uh, tone today. Your prizes at the top of every hour from noon to 5 while we're here. Uh, prizes like beer tubes, beer buckets, appetizers, wings and rings, $25 gift cards, craft axe throwing, $25 gift cards, ticket prize packs, St. Patrick's Day shirts, salt dogs, tickets, and Beatrice Bakery. Cakes, games go all day. Why watch anywhere else? Enjoy great wings, beer, and more today at Wings and Rings, 68th and O. couple games going on in the tournament. Uh, we should mention Michigan State with a 45-40 to lead. About 15 minutes left to go in that game against USC. Kennesaw State looking for an upset. They've got the lead at halftime, 43-36 to over Sean Miller and Xavier. And the Gauchos just getting going with the Baylor Bears, US, or UCSB, and Baylor Baylor, of course, the big favorite there, 4-2. to That game just starting. 6-2. Uh, 6-2 now. Baylor got another 2. Oh, Baylor just scored. Probably a dunk. I didn't see it, but it was probably a dunk knowing <laughs> Baylor. Um, but we are joined on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline by our very good friend, Brian Munson. Brian, how are you? Boys, probably not as good as you hanging out there with those St. Patty people. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you guys are out there having some fun on a Friday. All right, Brian, obvious first question. How's your bracket? (laughs) Oh, I just posted. So I I went a little crazy this year. We did like a family thing, and I was trying to encourage everybody to kind of do a few. And I I did a random, this is funny, though. I did a random quick pick. And it had West Virginia winning. And at 9 o'clock last night, I'd only won one game, and it was Furman. <laughs> so it's literally, it's literally in the bottom half percent of all the brackets that were submitted. It's total hot garbage. I mean, I, the, the serious ones like that I really put together, like I had Houston winning one. i I, I got to admit it, guys. I liked what I saw from Texas. Uh, during the Big 12 tourney, that was tough to kind of deny them. And, and obviously, I like Alabama, too. There's there's like three or four schools that I could really, you know, see, you know, kind of point. Like Kansas is another one I think I had. I think I had four four different brackets I really thought were, were, were good ones. They're actually all doing still pretty well. I think the Oral Roberts for Duke one really kind of threw me off. Obviously, Arizona one was, was, a, was a terrible one to kind of, kind of get around. But ultimately, not too bad, but that one is just, total garbage and i think it's hilarious <laughs> that happens sometimes with your brackets i i was conf- i was scared because uh after Furman won i i was i was scared that i didn't get it right but turns out i actually had Furman winning in in my in my good bracket so we're doing well i'm sitting pretty right now oh very nice so that was in my in the in my one garbage bracket i had him win and 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 that was the only thing that i had to feel any feel any any type of uh, uh, good feelings about because the rest of it was total trash. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, uh, spring football just around the corner on Monday. The biggest question for me kind of for this spring, and I don't know if you have any insight on, on a date that, that maybe got projected, but getting down to that 85 scholarship level, do you expect to yeah. see most of that kind of cleaned up, uh, you know, just post-spring? Um. Obviously, there's going to be, you know, some uh, some interviewing that's going to take place post-spring that they're going to talk about, you know, where things are kind of at and how you fit in the program, et cetera. And I think that there's going to be some tough conversations that are going to happen there. I think that there's going to be some 
some obvious ones that, that, that potentially, you know, need to take a look around and consider leaving and, and doing something else that Nebraska is going to have to have that tough, tough conversation with, or they're going to have probably a little bit of a number two that they're going to be like, look, this is kind of a 50, 50 thing between a couple guys. Okay. Well, then let's float through the summer and see, you know, what, what kind of happens here and how things shake out. I, I think though, that the part there that you have to kind of remember here and, and be, and be fair with, the guys about is you, you want them to go out there and, and find another opportunity. And, and I think that if, if there were any type of extensions being made for any type of evaluations that continue to need to be made through June and July, I think it puts that player ultimately in a really bad spot. And plus, I don't think that there's another window to announce essentially that you're, that you're going into the portal um, in that later time frame. I think it's just in May. So, uh, I, I, I think that that's something that Nebraska has to kind of get down that number four, number with. And I, I'm sure that they've got a great established data set, you know, coming out of winter conditioning, coming out of those volunteer work, voluntary workouts that were happening in December and January. And they know who the athletic guys are. They know who the guys are that are going to give you the effort behind closed doors. And now they need to kind of carry that forward. And they, and they got to hope that the ball players are also those same guys. And, and I think that that's going to be kind of an association, right? Like, is this person on that side that, that, that basically was putting forth the effort and then they're now all the guys that it, I can see them in the top two at their position because those are going to be really, really easy to, to, to kind of go through and filter. The ones that are going to get tough are the workout warriors that maybe aren't, you know, one of the better players at their position necessarily. And that, that part right there I think is going to get a little bit tough for Nebraska to have to sort through. Uh, we're talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three here as we get ready for spring ball. Um, Brian, of, of all the kind of the newcomers that we'll see, uh, I, I guess I don't, you probably don't have the list right in front of you, but how many of those guys are going to be able to participate in spring ball and who do you expect to kind of uh, flash a little bit? Yeah, I've got, I've got kind of the list in front of me, you know, and, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about all the, all the portal transfers, so I don't think I need to kind of, you know, talk those guys through very yeah. much like that that's not ne- that's not really necessary i mean I, I think people can can really suspect that that most of those guys are going to are going to play are going to play a role but then you start talking about the guys that that are are enrolled early there's what seven guys that are there already that are on on campus you got uh, Safela and Boodle and Wallen and Gatula and Noonan Lenhart and and Uben Nealon um you know, I think Uma Milan is an interesting cat, man, because it really kind of depends on where Nebraska sees him at. I think he had that body and that frame that he could really, you know, put on some pounds very, very quickly. It's it's obviously an interesting spot when you start talking about the vacancies that are there with with Mass with Mathis and Tanner and Nelson all being gone. And I know Lenhart's got his eyes on that one as well, and so should a guy like Noonan they, and, and Kai Wallen for that matter. I mean, they. They all want to kind of come in there and press and impress and see how things are going to kind of work. Now, Maverick is really more hand in the dirt. While I see Lenhart could be a hand in the dirt, potentially a two point guy playing outside. Uh, Uma Nealon and Wallen to me are, are more of a two point kind of walk up outside guy, but maybe Wallen could put his hand in the dirt too. I, I think that that gets that gets really kind of interesting where you see how some of those guys that are all classified as edge. See where they kind of fit within the defensive structure and what Nebraska is going to kind of put out there. 
I mean, I, I, I think guys like, like, like Boodle and, and Safila, like those guys are going to be fun to kind of see, but um, I, I think obviously there's, there's some guys there that they're, they're, that they're competing with, and I think that you just kind of hope that they can come in there and, and, and shine a little bit athletically, give the coaches something else to kind of think about, but whether or not they got a couple of good guys in the program in that 2023 class that obviously I think we all feel pretty good about. And, and then I think you, you scan on down to, the, to those early enroller portal guys and and I think that everybody's excited about Gilbert. Everybody's excited excited about like Judy and, and Sims and Borders and guys that we've been talking about. And I think that there's some people out there that you know pay close attention to a guy like Josh Fleeks. Josh Fleeks is going to be a really interesting guy coming from a a rural system in Waco before and and, and coming to Nebraska and trying to to set the culture in, in the in the locker room. He's really an extension of that coaching staff. And, and he really is going to be going about doing his business the way that Rule and his staff, you know, want all the players to go about doing their business. So it's going to be fun to watch. Now we're speaking with Brian Munson of On3 Hustler Online. And, Brian, you don't have to convince me because I'm a negative Nancy, but if somebody were to see the Hayes Fawcett post about Dylan Riola's visit schedule and see that Nebraska gets three visits from the number one quarterback in the 2024 class, how much could somebody read into that? I think quite a bit. I mean, I've, I've read and heard and, and seen just about everything with Dylan Rayola. Um, it, it's, it, it's, um, look, he's, he's going to go, he's going to go everywhere. And, and the ebb and flow roller coaster that, that people are going to have to go through when it comes to predictions, changing the prediction meter for on three, you know, going up and down with every single visit, it, it's, it's all baked in here. This, this is going to be such a, it's going to be such a, a up and down process, I think, for Nebraska fans. It's going to be it's going to be way more intense than anything that you that we talked about last year with Malachi Coleman. It's going to be way more intense than that because every egg that basically of the 2024 class, the recruiting class, not just quarterback. Let's just say let's just say class is in the Rayola bucket right now it's in that basket like we we've got to go ahead and admit like how pivotal or how big uh of a of a of a of a commitment this could be to nebraska's 2024 class so um i I don't think i would make too much of the visits i I think that you know obviously they they have an ability to do that that comes from you know dad having a, a great professional career you know in the pros they've got a means to jump on a flight on a friday night at midnight get out of phoenix you know last second to get to lincoln they're going to have that ability to do stuff that they're that they're that they've announced you know months in advance and they're going to have the ability that on a whim and they're not doing anything on a thursday or friday night they can get out of town whenever they want to and i i totally expect that that's going to happen too so i i, I don't think I, I think i would just kind of Buckle up, see where it goes. I think that there's going to be some great indicators along the way, but I think Nebraska fans have to feel good about the way things are kind of trending anyway with, with the amount of visits and when he's coming in and all the other guys that want to, that want to go to Nebraska and check it out to see how serious Dylan Rayola is about becoming a Cornhusker. And, of course, uh, you know, kind of along those lines, they've got this big uh, recruiting visit. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it next week for sure. Uh, all the names yep. coming in. We talked about needing a list earlier. This is, this is quite the list. <laughs> is Nebraska, and, and, and you're saying a lot of that's tied with Riola. Do you expect some commitments out of that? I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of people visiting, a lot of big names. Uh, should Nebraska fans hope for some commitments out of that weekend? You know, somebody else asking that question online, yesterday and, and honestly i haven't given it much thought because i've just been 
putting names onto the list, I've been really astonished with, with what Rule and his staff have been able to kind of build in just four months. I mean, I, I think that the comparison here, obviously, is that, you know, the previous staff was there for how, however long, and you got this infusion of guys that were recruiting very well with Bush and, and Applewhite and Joseph last January, last December, and we thought things were really trending up. And then when you even take a look at the, it's like the trending up aspect, you know, and compare the, the, the trajectory of that into, in, uh, with what's going on next weekend, they don't compare very well. I mean, this is really an exciting group to get, to get fired up about. There's a couple guys that I would maybe tell people to be on commitment watch for, but it's not going to be the guys I think that, that everybody hopes would fall, like a Williams Nawerny or a, or a Rayola or a Ryan Pelham or a Nigel Smith. Like Those are not going to be the guys that are going to decide anything next week. But you've got Gibson Pyle that's coming back for his second trip in about a month. He's also coming in for the spring game. He'll be back for a for a, a official visit. So I think things probably look and sound pretty good with him. And then you get Ian Flint. Ian Flint is a tight end from, from Texas. They're both from Texas. They're both from around the Houston area, Katie just being outside and Gibson from Houston proper. But Ian was in, in Nebraska in January. Both of his parents went to school at Nebraska. His sister is there on the track team. So I think there's a lot of ties there between uh, Ian and Nebraska. And he's really could be a nice compliment, I think, to Carter Nelson in the class at the tight end spot. So, uh, and I think Pyle's got got some good things about him as an offensive lineman too, as an interior guy. He is he is really aggressive and he finishes blocks. So, I think those would be the two guys I would tell everybody to kind of keep an eye on. Other than that, I think that this kind of sets the stage for what are the what are the visits to come, particularly in the month of June. And, of course, uh, another question that we should ask as we – probably final question. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, but Daniel Kalen committing to Missouri. We kind of talked about all the eggs in, in, in the Ryle bucket. Um, interesting, he's not done taking his own visits. Do you think that Nebraska could go back to that well or just too, too little too late now with, with, uh, with Dylan Ryola? I mean, I think obviously that they could. I mean, Nebraska reached out to Flores twice last year. I mean, once, once with under Joseph and once under Rule. Um, and he had decided that he was going to go be a, a, a cowboy and, and more power to him. And I, I think Keelan didn't need, you know, the Nebraska kind of uh, there as part of his process. He, he had some great offers in Missouri, uh, 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 Minnesota, Miami, North Carolina. I mean, he had, some, he had some dandy offers that he could go ahead and choose from. It didn't have to be part of his process. He could go ahead and do – what he felt like he needed to do and not really consider too much about where Nebraska's at. And plus, I, I think it, it had to be at some point, you know, come up at least that he, he knew that he wasn't the number one guy in that class, in that group. And I, and I think it, that makes it even a little bit more difficult for Nebraska to potentially to have to reconnect with him. But if this thing does go, you know, uh, the way that, that you mentioned with Rayola deciding to go someplace else, I could definitely see Nebraska trying to do it to get back with Kalen. That's a that's a big kid. He's a legit six two and a half, six three, and his film is excellent. I mean, he is certainly a D one quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's interesting too. I think you know some like a lot. I think you know in state recruiting a little less important for basketball than as football. There's just less scholarships to go there. It's kind of the same thing with quarterback. Is you're only picking one a class, so does it necessarily have to be the local guy? I don't know, but at the same time, you look bad if that guy goes on and does well <laughs> elsewhere, uh, as we've I, seen I, before. 
I think there's a lot to be said about that when it comes to this 2024 group in general. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys at some at some positions that it's going to get incredibly competitive to keep, you know keep a spot in that class if they decide to kind of hang out there too long because Nebraska's bringing in some dudes at wide receiver at defensive back. You know that stuff is definitely something that they have to keep an eye on. That's interesting. In-state recruiting, always a fun topic uh, and, uh, and even more interesting with the quarterback. Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Thanks again for your time today, Brian. Good luck with the, your remaining brackets. <laughs> hey, don't do anything today I wouldn't do, guys. All right? Be good. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Brian. There he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Once again, we're out here uh, celebrating March Mayhem at Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. Uh, you got 10 minutes here for the next prize drawing. We'll do it at the top of every hour. If you missed that, don't worry. Uh, we're doing this until 5 o'clock. So get down here. Beer tubes, beer buckets, appetizers, Wings and Rings gift cards, craft axe throwing gift cards, ticket prize packs, St. Patrick's Day shirts, Salt Dogs tickets, and Beatrice Bakery cakes. Everything. All among the things that are being handed out today if you win. So uh, we're having fun. There's, uh, we'll give you a score update, and we'll round out the show coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.